And we are teaching on the subject of love, and so <laughs> we are teaching specifically right now in this segment on how to develop the love of God in you, how to develop the love of God in your life. We have a theme scripture that's pretty much carried throughout our teaching on the subject of love, and uh, the theme scripture is, can somebody tell me? Theme scripture is John chapter 15, verse 12. All right, John 15, verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another even as I have loved you. So this is my commandment. This is a commandment of God that we love one another even as Jesus has loved us. In the same way that Jesus has loved us, then we are to love one another. Praise God. Well, love is the key to your victory. Love is key to your relationships. Love will make life work. And so if you walk in love, you're going to find uh, that your life will be blessed. Praise God. All right, so in this uh, verse, he said, this is my commandment that you love one another. Uh, well, we have taught about the fact that you have God's love on the inside of you. And uh, you're born of God, so therefore you're born of love. God is love. He that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. All right, so then uh, we talked about the word develop because we are talking about developing the love of God in us. The word develop means, according to Webster, to become larger, fuller, better, to grow or to evolve. It means to be disclosed, to show or to work out by degrees, reveal, to make known gradually. In other words, what's on the inside begins to be seen or no, uh, uh, known on the outside. It's a revelation of something uh, that is within you, and the love of God is in you as a believer. So we want to draw that out, if you will. And uh, in photography, it means to put an exposed film or plate or printing paper in various chemical solutions in order to make the picture visible. All right, so we have uh, shared that definition and elaborated on it some already. So uh, basically, there's an image on the inside of you, and the image on the inside of you is the image of God. You're created in the image of God. So in that uh, film, uh, if you would, uh, consider in the film, the image is there. It just needs to be exposed. It just needs to come forth or developed. Amen? And so the Spirit of God is working in us to cause what's in us. Well, I'll give you a scripture in Philippians 2. It says, for it is God which works in you. What? both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. So God's working in you to will and do of his good pleasure. But the verse before that in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, that was Philippians 2 and 13, verse 12 says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation. It doesn't mean that you're working to get saved. It means that you're working out what is in you by faith in Christ, you're working it out in your life. And so there needs to be a revelation on the outside of who you are on the inside. That's basic Christianity. And so uh, in this uh, development of the love of God, uh, you put this film into a solution and it causes the image to become visible. All right, so... You put your spirit or soak your spirit 
in this solution, and we're, we're sharing different things that will bring this uh, image of God or this love of God uh, to a visible form in your life so that now people can see it, they can uh, experience it, they can taste it, so to speak. Uh, they can experience the love of God in you and through you. Uh, so the first uh, point that we have made is in order, the, what you're going to dip your spirit in, so to speak, is that you're going to uh, meditate on the Word of God or meditate on the love of God. So we've used a few scriptures for uh, what Psalm 1, meditate day and night. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And so you're going to bear your fruit in your season. Your leaf also shall not wither. And so you're going to produce fruit in your life. And we talked about the fruit of the Spirit, one of them being love. First fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians chapter 5. Now, second verse we looked at, uh, when I say second verse, on that subject of meditation was on Sunday night. And Sunday night we said, this book of the law, it's in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not, what, depart out of your mouth, but it shall, what? You shall meditate. Meditate. The word meditate simply means to mutter, to utter, to speak, to talk, to speak to yourself. And, uh, of course, there's a lot that you could say about that uh, further. But basically, it's, it means to pour over, to ponder. So it, it means to think on and to pour over things and go over it and over it. Uh, you could say uh, on the negative side of meditation, we would uh, say that would be worry. In other words, people worry about things, and it's on their mind, on their mind, on their mind. They're going over and over and over and over. Well, you can, and then they talk about it. They talk about it. They say it, and they say it, and they say it, and they say it, and they worry more, and they think about it more. Well, just uh, let's reverse that and get our minds on the Word. Praise God. Amen. So he says, think on these things, things that are pure and lovely and good report, honest, Right? Philippians chapter 4. So we are thinking on God's Word. Instead of worrying about things, we trust God and we rely upon the Word of God and the, uh, and, and the truth of God. So when it comes to love, it said that you are to meditate day and night, in Joshua 1 as well, meditate day and night, night that you may observe to what? Do. That you may observe to do. So we talked about that extensively on Sunday night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. All right. So now we want to look at 1 John chapter 2. And uh, we're going to look at verse. Uh, we looked beginning at verse 3 on Sunday night. But now we're going to look at verse 5 and 6. All right, verse 5 says, But whoso uh, keeps his word, whoso keeps his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Whoever keeps God's word, he says, in that person is the love of God perfected. So we talked about just a little bit on Sunday night that... Uh, Perfect practice makes what? Perfect. In other words, if you practice love consistently and obey the Word of God. So I'm going to say our second point is to obey God's Word or God's commandments. Obey God's commandments. Now, what is a great commandment? What did Jesus say? That you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And you love your neighbor, what? 
as yourself. That's a great commandment. And uh, Romans 13 says, if you keep this one commandment of love, then you actually are obeying all the, com- all the commandments. And so, uh, keeping the commandment of love, and of course, uh, we just uh, said the theme scripture was, this is my commandment that you love one another. How? Even as I have loved you. So in the same way I've loved you, this is my commandment that you love one another. So Jesus has given this commandment. God the Father has given this commandment. And it is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. All right. So then if this is God's command, according to this verse, if you keep the commandment of love, if you keep the commandments of God then his love is perfected in you. In other words, it, it, it takes action. It's not enough to say, I believe that, you know, as far as I believe in love, and although that is important and it's uh, highlighted in 1 John as well. Believe in the love of God. But you also have to act on it. And so that we're not just Loving in word only, but in deed and in truth. Now, it's important to say I love you, but it's also important to act it out. In other words, do it. All right, so that you may observe, go back to Joshua 1, observe to what? Do, according to all that is written therein. Well, one of the things that is written therein is, this is my commandment that you love one another. All right, so then you are acting on or you are, are or you are obeying the commandments of God and while you're obeying that command and you act on it sometimes when you don't feel like it sometimes when uh, it doesn't seem like uh, it's even fair in other words uh, somebody didn't treat you properly and uh, you, yet you choose to love them anyway You love them in spite of what they've done. You just act in the love of God. So walking in love, when you do that, what's happening is you're being perfected in love. The love of God is being perfected in your life. And so uh, it's not always easy naturally to do, but when you act on the Word of God, that's when it really gets settled in your heart and transformation takes place in your life. All right, let me just give you a scripture in James. Receive with meekness the engrafted word. That's James 1, 21. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able, what? To save your souls. To save your souls. This word, receive with meekness the engrafted word. This word that has been engrafted in your heart. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which has the power, other translations say, to save your soul. Next verse. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So that word engrafted in your heart has the power to save your soul or to renew your mind. Save your soul in that particular setting is not talking about being saved or born again. That particular setting is talking about your soul, your mind being saved or your mind being renewed. 
All right, so then uh, this word that is planted in your heart has a power to save your soul. But in order for you to actually grow, you also have to do. In other words, roots don't grow unless you act on the Word of God. But be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only. So it has the power to save your soul, but part of soul salvation is doing. All right, let me go to uh, Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, it said, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. So transformation happens as your mind is renewed. Be, what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may then prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Proving it out is actually doing it, and now you're showing the fruit of it. So the growth process is going to happen when you hear the word, it gets engrafted in your heart, and that word has the power to save your soul when it's received with meekness. In other words, you humble yourself and you say yes to the word, not just the word you're hearing tonight, or not just the word you heard last week, that word that you've heard and has gotten engrafted in your heart. In other words, that word comes up on the inside of you when the test is there. And God reminds you, the Holy Spirit brings that. What is, the, what is one of the things that the Holy Spirit does? He brings to your remembrance whatever, Jesus said it this way, whatever I've said unto you. So uh, this word that has been spoken to you and is in you, the Holy Spirit will bring that word up on the inside of you in a moment of test. Now, everybody's tested in this love walk thing. You're going to be tested. It's kind of like life. Hello. You know, like life is here. You're going to deal with this love test over and over again in your life, and you choose to walk in love. So you humble yourself, receive with meekness the engrafted word that has been planted in your heart, and in that moment, you make a choice. And you make a choice to obey the word instead of your flesh. And when you do, when you make that choice, then really that perfecting process is now occurring. So you're being perfected by your doing, by your acting, by your action on the Word of God. So when you keep the commandments, again, verse 5, he says, But whoso keeps his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. So if we say we abide in him, if we say we're in him, we ought to walk even as he walked. So in other words, Jesus is our chief example. He is our prime example. Uh, if you want a good example that will never fail you, uh, let Jesus be your example. People may fail you, people may disappoint you, but Jesus never will. Now, you may be disappointed, but the reason you were disappointed, you took your eyes off him. 
or you had a misconception of who he is, or he has been misrepresented to you in some way in your thoughts. Now, so people get disappointed with God, disappointed with Jesus, but it's not because Jesus failed. It's because their perception of Jesus was off or skewed. God never has failed. And love never fails. And so sometimes people think, well, love did fail. I tried this, I did 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 this, and it didn't work. Oh, if you did the word and you walked in love, it worked. It worked. Because God said love never fails. And it might have not fully borne the fruit that it will bear, but it did work. And it's still working. So don't, don't just buy into something that is contrary to what God's word says. Because that's when you, you fail. Because you start thinking, well, it didn't work. It doesn't work. No, it does work. This word works. And it works all the time. And it works for anyone. And God's word is no respect to persons and neither is God. If you do the word, the word will work on your behalf. Amen. All right, so... Keeping the word, obeying the commandments of God, causes the love of God to be perfected in your life. Verse 6 says, He that saith unto him, saith he abideth him, in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Now I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. Amplified says this. But he who keeps treasures his word, who bears in mind his precepts, who observes his message in its entirety... Keeps his word, his, his precepts, observes his message in its entirety. Truly in him has the love of, love of and for God been perfected. The love of God and for God been perfected, completed and reached maturity. Completed and reached maturity. All right, so then this... Perfection, he's using, or Amplified Bible, is using the word maturity. So it doesn't mean necessarily that you're an absolute perfect person. <laughs> Even the best of people are not absolutely 100% perfect people. But the love of God has reached a level of maturity in your life that you have more constancy. Or you are more consistent in your love walk. Now you may fail. You may miss it here and there. And uh, let's just be honest. You will. But there's a greater constancy or greater consistency in your attitude, in your uh, life, in your expression, in your words, in your action, in your deeds uh, toward other people. You know, love is not just for you. Love is to be shared with others, right? All right, so then, uh, this love of God is like, it becomes mature in your life. Are you mature in the love of God? So it's reached maturity. And so if uh, a fruit tree reaches maturity, it's going to bear more fruit. Uh, actually, a small fruit tree, uh, you know, I've told some stories. I don't have them anymore. Henry helped me get rid of them. 
Henry, <laughs> I rented a tractor and I asked Henry to help me get rid of them so he knows how to run a backhoe. So he dug them up. Praise the Lord. So I don't have those fruit trees anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you first get fruit trees, they're small. These were dwarfs to start with. They're dwarf fruit trees. So uh, they were small, so they didn't bear that much fruit initially. Well, next year, more fruit. Next year, more fruit. As they matured, as long as they were healthy, they bore abundant fruit. And so, uh, as you mature as a Christian, then, and, and in the love of God, you're going to bear more fruit love. Or love fruit. The fruit of love is going to come out of you. And so, maturing in Christ is something that we all strive for. We're all growing in Him. It means Develop means to grow, to evolve, right? All right, so then he says, the latter part of this, he says, By this we may perceive, know, recognize, be sure. We may perceive, know, and recognize, and be sure that we're in him. The proof of your being in Christ is that you're walking in love. Others are going to know because you're walking in love. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody around you will appreciate it. I said, everybody around you will appreciate it. Say, well, some don't seem to, but uh, eventually they'll come around. Even your enemies will be at peace with you. If you walk in love, stay, stay in love, even your enemies will shut up. They may have accused you, lied about you, done all kinds of stuff. But at a certain point, their lies will fall to the ground, and all of that stuff, all of those accusations will be of no avail, and, the, and it's going to show up eventually. And if they continue, then they get in trouble. Now, I just said it really pl plain and simple. If they continue, they get in trouble because God deals with them in a different way. And I'm preaching better than your amen, and I'm just telling you that that's the way it is. All right, so if, it, if, if you want to look at the whole of Scripture, there is a judgment side of God as well as a grace. And so we, we, we lean heavy on the grace side because we want grace. How many want grace? So you lean heavy on the grace side because you want grace, and you want them to have grace because you have mercy on people. God has mercy on people. I'm really glad he had mercy on you. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad he had mercy on me. Praise God. Because if he didn't, we'd all be in real big trouble, wouldn't we? But we, we don't want people to uh, go through judgment. We want them to have mercy, and we want them to uh, make, make the right choices in their life because we love them. All right, so let's go on here. And we're going to 2 John chapter 1, 2 John chapter 1, and we're going to go to verse 5. 2 John chapter 1, verse 5. Hallelujah. 2 John chapter 1, verse 5. And now I beseech thee, lady. He was writing to a lady. Okay. So he says, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. He said, I'm not writing a new commandment. This is like. This has been around. This is not a new thing. God, is, God didn't say, okay, now I'm going to be love. 
No, he's been love. He's always been love. He says, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which you had from the beginning, that we love one another. Now, love one another, again, primarily the focus is on us loving people in the body of Jesus. If we don't get this right, you're not going to love the world right. If you, don't, if you don't love the body of Christ right, you're not going to love the world right. You're going to be very confused. Uh, and so loving one another is like key to Christianity if we're going to succeed as Christians, period. I mean, really succeed as Christians, loving one another is essential. It's because Jesus said it, God said it many different ways throughout the scripture. And uh, so loving one another is essential to our Christianity and our walk with God. We want to have good, right fellowship with God. We're going to have to love brother, love our sister. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's go on here. He says that you love one another, and this is love. This is love that we walk after his commandments. That we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that you have heard from the beginning that you should walk in it. So notice we looked at 1 John chapter uh, 2 and he said now you're to walk this way. And now he's saying again in 2 John now you're to walk this way. So just like there is a walk of faith there is a walk of love. Now walking in love implies that it's step after step. And if you're going to go anywhere, you're going to have to walk. And move forward. Well, thank God, today I can report that Pastor Vicki, in therapy, she went to three hours of therapy today, and during therapy, she walked without her walker, and without her cane in therapy today. Praise the Lord. So, what's she doing? She's regaining her stability and her ability to walk. Which is basic, normal function for any human being, right? That's, I mean, there are people that can't walk, we understand. But if, if everything's working right, then everybody can walk, right? God created us to walk. And he uses the terminology in Scripture, we walk by faith. Now, walk in love. He's using this terminology. Well, to move forward, you have to walk. You have to take steps. Taking steps enables you to move forward. And if you don't walk in love, then generally you're moving backwards or you're stuck somewhere. So God wants us to walk in love. So it's an action, isn't it? Walking is action. So if we are actually walking in love, then we are doing something toward loving others. So we choose to move forward. Now, right now, you're sitting in your pew, you're sitting there, those of you in this room, or you're sitting in your sofa, on your sofa, or wherever you're sitting. All right. But if you want to get up 
and you make a choice to get up and move to another place, at the end of the service, you're going to walk out of this building. But it's a choice because you could just sit there. Love is a choice, right? So we'd make choices constantly throughout our day. And we'd make choices to walk in love, to take steps in love, steps toward loving others. So walking is an action. It's a choice that we make, and we are called to walk in love and keep the commandments of God. Now, Amplified Bible says, and what this love consists of Consist in is this, that we live and walk in accordance with and guided by His commandments. Now, that's really the whole of God's commandments because any commandment of God is going to be motivated by love because all of His commandments are motivated by love. But we're specifically honing in on uh, just walking in love and obeying the commandment to love. But all of His commandments are motivated by love. Remember, if you keep the love commandment, you will obey all the rest of the commandments. They're all fulfilled in this one word, that you love your neighbor as yourself. All right, so then, again, he says that you walk in accordance with and are guided by his commandments, his orders, his ordinances, his precepts, his teaching. This is the commandment, as you have heard from the beginning, that you continue to walk in love. I've used uh, uh, Brother Hagen as an example. And he said, I've decided to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. Now, watch Brother Hagen do that over and over again. Where in many cases, there were people and even ministers that he had sown his life into and sown the word into, and then they would turn on him. And he'd just walk in love. And some people would try to get him to say something bad about him and react. And he wouldn't even hardly pay attention to him. In other words, he'd just keep walking in love. Well, if you're going to keep in the forward motion as a Christian, you're going to have to walk in love. So he said, I've decided to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. And he made up his mind. Thank you, Jesus. And that's something we have to do. We have to make up our mind. We're going to walk in love whether other people do or not. And it's worth repeating. That's why I keep saying it here and there through this series. Because you are going to have those obstacles or people are going to say things or do things or, or act in ways that they shouldn't act. And you're going to have to choose to walk in love. So he uses the terminology, walk in love. Then he says, guided by it and following it. Guided by it and following it. So your lead is love. If the Holy Spirit is guiding you, one of the things that you're going to be, have to be able to discern when it comes to being led by the Holy Spirit, because I've, I've heard a lot of things over the years that people said the Holy Spirit said. To me, this or that or the other. Oh, you can, uh, stuff, uh, it's pretty ridiculous that people have said, the Holy Spirit said this. And if you examined their action, 
It was not, it was not loving toward others. It was not kind toward others. It was uh, just, just wrong. Just wrong. So you can say the Holy Spirit told you to do something, or you can say that the Holy Spirit is guiding you, but if it is not motivated by love, it is not the Holy Spirit. And it really doesn't matter who said it. It is not the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is not going to lead you to hurt other people. He's not going to lead you to be unkind to other people. He's not going to lead you. Understand, we, there, there's qualifications we can make in every situation because there are certain decisions that people have to make sometimes that may uh, s- somehow offend another individual. But that doesn't mean that they were wrong. It just, it, it sometimes in certain cases that those people were offended regardless. So you have to qualify things. So we understand. But when people do things and say the Holy Spirit is leading them, uh, then generally speaking, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to be a blessing to others. The Holy Spirit is going to lead you to not curse, but to bless. The Holy Spirit is going to lead you uh, to show uh, kindness and consideration for other individuals. Praise the Lord. Uh, Sometimes people that are close to you and sometimes people that are not so close to you. But love is the key to victory in all relationships. So walking in love is a decision and walking in love is a choice and As we develop in love, the flesh is dismantled. In other words, your flesh will no longer control you. Your flesh will no longer dominate you. Now, again, when we talk about perfection in love and obeying the commandments of God, when you obey the commandments of God, then you're going to be perfected in love or you are going to mature in love. And the flesh is going to be dismantled. In other words, your flesh that used to hold you or bind you or control you and uh, cause you to react and be reactive. Now, it no longer does that because your flesh is trained. You have to train your flesh. Your flesh is not saved. Your, se- your flesh is not born again. Your flesh wants to do things. I'm gonna, it doesn't matter whose flesh it is. Your flesh wants to do things. Unless you control it, it will take you into sin. It will take you out of love. It will take you away from love. It will take you into attitudes of unforgiveness and offense and bitterness and resentment and anger. Your flesh, anybody's flesh. It doesn't matter who you are. If you don't control it, it will control you. And so when you walk in the spirit and you choose to love, what you're doing is you're dismantling the flesh (laughs) and your flesh. Ah, it can't control you any longer. And when it tries, you say, oh, nope, no, not going to do that. Not going there in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to allow my flesh to be in charge. I'm not going to let my flesh to be in control and uh, anybody's flesh. Anybody's flesh can get the best of them if they don't control it. So every day, you got this uh, assignment from Jesus. 
You have this assignment to walk in love. Every day you have this assignment to not let your flesh, because if your flesh controls you, anger is going to control you. Bitterness is going to control you. Resentment is going to control you. All kinds of attitudes that are negative are going to control your life uh, if you allow your flesh to control and be the boss. Thank you, Jesus. In other words, you have to remember that Jesus is Lord. He's the boss. He's the boss. So if he's the boss, then my spirit is going to be in charge because that's his instruction. If, if Jesus is Lord and he's the boss, then uh, love is going to be the controlling force of my life rather than hate, hatred. Or Hatred is just referred to in Galatians 5 as a work of the flesh. It's not, it's not like unique to anybody. Everybody has it. If you walk in the flesh, you will hate people. If you walk in the flesh, you will hate people. How simple can we make it? How simple did God make it? If you walk in the flesh, you'll hate people. If you walk in the spirit and you're saved, you're born again, you'll walk in love. And if you're walking in the flesh and you're hating people, uh, then you're not walking in love. It's pretty simple. But if you're walking in love, it'll guard you from hate. It'll keep you from hating people. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'll set you free. <laughs> it, just, it just liberates you. Can anybody say, man, I don't want to hate nobody. Even people that have hated me, I'm not going to hate you. That's your problem. I love you, so I'm going to forgive you. I remember David Wilkerson. <laughs> David Wilkerson's in heaven now, I think. So, but uh, he went, went to New York City, and and so they back then the way they kill people they cut them, cut them with a knife, stab them, and most of the time today just shoot them. But uh, the street gangs and stuff they would just cut people up, beat them up. So he was preaching the gospel, and uh, to these gangs. And he was preaching the gospel day after day. And, and, and one of them said, Nicky Cruz said, I'm going to kill you and I'm cut you up in a thousand pieces. He said, well, if you do, every one of those pieces is going to cry out, I love you. Well, Nicky Cruz got saved. Hallelujah. Every piece is going to cry out, I love you. Praise God. In other words, love just won't quit. Love wins. And what it did, it won Nikki Cruz to Jesus and many other gang members to Jesus. And it changed, changed the world. And to this day, Teen Challenge was born out of that. And it's, it's gotten people delivered from drugs and alcohol. Thousands and millions of people had the greatest, greatest percentage of recovery of any any program, any government program never even came close. No program even came close. With all the millions and billions and who knows at this point trillions of dollars that were sent, spent. But love and the gospel and the power of God has the power to change anybody's life. 
no matter how bitter, no matter how angry, no matter how bound, no matter how dark, no matter how defeated, no matter how their lives have been abused and their lives have been abusive, the power of the gospel and the love of God can change somebody's life. Amen? So it's something about love that wins. Thank you, Jesus. Something about the love of God that wins. So if you want to win in life, walk in love.